Thank you for the reading of that lovely story of Naomi and Ruth. My name is Kang San Tan, and I serve with BMS World Mission. And we would like to thank the church for your many years of partnership or prayer for the work of BMS. And thank you for allowing me to share God's word with you this morning. We have entitled this morning meditation Ordinary People, an Extraordinary God. The story of Ruth illustrates to us how God works behind the scene through ordinary lives. It is the story actually of God affecting the birth of his ideal king during the dark and dismal period of Judges. And whether you are joining us here this morning, bringing your lives together to reflect on this, or whether you are joining us uh, through online, I pray that this is not just about uh, listening to the story of Ruth, but reflecting on how God called each of us First, to be his children, to belong to this church, but also what is God's plan and purposes among the nations. There's a lot of debate in terms of understanding the story of Ruth. In fact, one writer says it is about God working behind the scene. The direct actors were all human people. Ordinary people, not the great kings, not the great prophets, ordinary lives. Ruth, Naomi, uh, Ruth is a Moabite, an outsider, a foreigner. And yet God used these ordinary people. It is only at the beginning of the book of Ruth and the ending that God was presented on the forefront as a direct actor. And then in chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4, it is firstly about Naomi, and then Ruth, and then Boaz, who had to act out their life story. So for example, through our scripture reading in Ruth chapter 1, verse 6, it says that God visited his people in giving them food. So that's the first time God was acting, and then God was at the background, you know, and only towards the end, again, God was presented as direct acting in enabling Ruth to conceive, to give birth to a son. So, of course, if you read through the story of Ruth, it is a very rich story woven together. It is in the context of physical famine, of economic poverty, of migrants leaving behind the comfort of their home, going to Moabite, and then lost her two sons. And then now, not only there is no grain, but no seed. That no seed is a metaphor, not only of no physical seed, but no future possibility of the next descendants. And blessedness in a Jewish story is about flourishing of lives like Chinese as well. You know, when we Chinese say, it's very important to have a son, because the son must have 
bring descendants, and descendants must bear your name. My name is Tan, and we say we need to have tons of tons. <laughs> you know? And those days in China, I'm from Malaysia, but in China, if you have a daughter, you, know, you won't have children until you have a son that bears your name. And likewise, you know, in the Jewish story, no physical seed, but no spiritual seed. Now, the spiritual seed is beyond descendants. And here is the story of Ruth about God working out his kingdom purposes through ordinary people in the bleakest of time of the history of judges, the darkest period. You know, if you look at the thread of Abraham, of going from uh, Exodus into the Promised Land, and then you have the period of judges. That's the worst period in the history of Israel. And yet God is bringing about a physical seed. And it's only towards the end of the story of Ruth. You know, if we didn't know the story of Ruth, we see Naomi having no physical seed, no descendants, and planning for Ruth to get married in order to bring about a descendant. But really, far beyond the human planning and the human chances, we find that it is mentioned towards the end about King David in Ruth chapter 4, verse 22, that people say the full interpretive framework are suddenly and fully provided for us. And this is the scope that we want to bring our life story today. Uh, I, I'm really encouraged thinking about the worship team you know, and how you have woven that Jesus story who has not only saved us, he is the center of our lives and this Jesus is to be shared across all the nations. There are three things we want to summarize <coughs> and reflect on our lives today. Firstly, when we look into the book of Ruth, God affected his will through apparent chances of life. And I'd like to highlight for you in Ruth chapter 2, verse 3, where it says that in the Hebrew or literal translation, it says that Ruth happened by chance to come to Boaz's field. And the same word is repeated and says that Boaz, <clears throat> by chance, happened to come from a family of Abimelech. So there's this emphasis in that Ruth chapter 2, verse 3, that the Bible does speak about chances in life. And one commentator, R. Hulls, commenting on this verse, says that the labeling of Ruth, meeting Boaz by chance, is nothing more than the author's way of saying no human intent was involved for Ruth and Boaz. Now, you may say, God arranged our marriage together, but you know, here the writer says, to human eyes, it was an accident, but not for God. This morning, we happened to be introduced to a couple who worked with OMF, where my wife and I used to work with the Overseas Missionary Fellowship, and it reminded me of visiting this hospital in South Thailand. And we were on the short-term mission trip. Katie, this is not 
uh, prediction or prophecy. We were on short-term mission trip and myself and my wife were visiting this hospital and she's from Singapore, I'm from Malaysia and it's thunder and lightning, uh, heavy rain and one small umbrella that we have to share. You know, in, in, in human story, how you met your spouse or how you ended into a university or you end up in a career or how God brought you into this church. Or even more amazingly, when I see and celebrate the diversities of this church, many of us, maybe our parents came from another nation you know, or we ourselves were the first generation. And I think in this context, we need to pause and reflect on the story of Ruth and say it's ordinary people. You know, we are ordinary people. Some of us come from difficult environments. Or today, you may be in a context where, that you feel discouraged, looking at the state of the nation, of Great Britain or Great Britain. <laughs> you know, our weather today is much better than ordinary, uh, what we enjoy, but sometimes life does present challenges to us. And we need to be reminded that God affected his will through apparent chances. No human intent was involved. Secondly, the story of Ruth reminds us that God does work through providence. And we may not have time to look at all the chapters, but although the direct actors were Naomi, planning for Ruth to get married, uh, or Ruth having to take that human initiative to surrender her life. Imagine to propose yourself in the middle of a night. It is a risky venture. And in those Jewish contexts, you as a foreigner don't come to a Jewish context. You as a woman don't come and propose yourself. <laughs> you know, it is your mother-in-law's idea. And, and to meet with these noblemen, rich men, you know, there are so many barriers involved. But in each of these chapters, it says that the prayers of Naomi for Ruth and Ruth's prayer that your people may be my people. And Boaz later also offered a prayer. And, and their prayers converge in answering that in every aspect of prayer, God answers far more than the human intent. God works through providence. In that brief moment, I came and just to be uh, reminded of your future building. You know, it is more than a physical building, isn't it? That this building brings about a community. This building becomes a place of blessings and mission. And again, I'm not a prophet, but last month, I visited Guilford Baptist Church five years ago. They were in the midst of a planning and building. And I shared about the purpose of a church is to be a pain-bearing community. And last month, I went to the cafe, and it was buzzing. You know, the community could come together. And this Malaysian girl <laughs> running a Malaysian restaurant, and she reminded me, she said, you know, five years ago, you came to our church in the midst of this new building, and you said that the role of a church is to be a pain-bearing community. That the church is the only organization that exists for the benefit of its non-members. 
You know, all other human society, come join us. These are your benefits, but we exist for the benefit of the nation, for the non-members. BMS today works now by God's grace. We have existed this year. We will celebrate our 230 years of existence. And during all those years, part of our, our reason for existence is to use the resources of the British Baptists for the benefit of the least evangelized. We work in countries with less than 5% Christians. Secondly, the most marginalized. That means every five years, we look at the United Nations Global Poverty Development Index, and we work in 10 out of the 20 poorest nations in the world. So today, for example, we work in Afghanistan, we work in North Korea, Bangladesh, Nepal, we work in Chad, in South Sudan, in Guinea, Mozambique, all the way from Sub-Saharan Africa to North Africa in Tunisia. So we work not only in the least evangelized, most marginalized, but also among the third area, what we call people on the move, among migrants. And the story of Ruth again reminds us you know, God's plan and purposes is not just to bless us. He has a mission for us. He has a gift, whether through the music, through the youth, or whatever your gifts that God has given you, it is really out of God's providence for the blessing of others. Lastly, God not only works through apparent chances in life, not only he works through providence, the answers that are fully been uh, accomplished through God's providence, but also through human planning and his sovereignty. You know, the book of Ruth, as we said, is about human actors. God was behind the scene. Ordinary lives. I mean, we need to say we make good choices. We have talents, we have gifts, we have careers. Whether we are at the prime of our career, or whether we are just beginning, or whether even we are retiring. There's no retirement in God's kingdom. You know, we, there are tremendous opportunities. The freedom that you have to use your gifts. Uh, just last week, I was talking to a, a lawyer who heads the HSBC Global Legal Department, and he says, I'm just excited. Now I'm retiring. I'm no longer working full-time for HSBC, but I want to use my gifts for God. And that is the kind of thing that requires human planning. Naomi's entire scheme to get Boaz to marry Ruth, and the whole focal point of this narrative is the suspense. You know, this audacious mother-in-law scheme <laughs> and Ruth's risky proposal and then Boaz, even when he accepted uh, this obligation to marry Ruth, realized that there's another relative, Abimelech, who has the first choice. So this writer, uh, commentator Halls again says, you know, in life, we need to know that there's no suggestion of fatalism. Total control exercised by God did not limit the freedom of the characters involved. They do as they wish and their motives reflect the same full shade of grey that has always characterised reality. 
No, we are not PO people. You know, when I first came to church, it was to interested in a girl. <laughs> you know, I came to church as a young boy, converted in a small Baptist church in, 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 in Malaysia, and the church went through a charismatic renewal, and, and I grew in that context. And by God's grace, that there is no fatalism. We all have impure motives, and yet it says that each of these biblical characters operated fully with their free choices and yet all under the sovereignty of God. So Britain today faced tremendous challenges. And we as a church community, when we reflect on the story of Ruth, we can say that what is God's purposes for you and I? You and I need to make those radical choices, sometimes risky choices. It will cost us something. For example, the end of the story is a contrast between Orpah and Ruth. Orpah's kiss goodbye to her mother-in-law and Orpah eclipses from salvation's story. We don't hear about Orpah ever again. You know, our choices in life does have long-term consequences. Ruth, in contrast, clung to her mother-in-law, your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. And here is an outsider. Here is a Moabite. Here is a woman who's normally not in the scheme of political life or the center of power. And yet God accomplished that true Ruth out of no grain seed, no physical seed, not only did Ruth give birth to a son, but this son became, Ruth eventually finds herself in salvation history as the grandmother of King David. Who could guess the grandmother of King David? And then when we read into Matthew, the story of the New Testament, from whose descendants comes the Lord Jesus himself. I hope you and I would pause and, and not feel discouraged. But sometimes when I travel throughout the UK and uh, European churches, there is a danger for us to say that the kingdom of God has declined in Europe. But it is not so. Through human eyes, you know, we are quite limited. But when we look into the growth of Christianity today, it has grows, grown tremendously. Today in BMS, we, will be, uh, we have just appointed our first African director who will be uh, stationed most likely uh, in, well, he hasn't fully decided, but we are looking at possibility in Kenya. That means BMS in India, uh, UK, Kenya, we are looking at what we call a polycentric mission. Mission is no longer from the West to the rest, but celebrating that there's growing missionary movements in Africa, in Asia, and Latin America. We work with a Brazilian Baptist that was planted by the British missionaries, but today the Brazilian Baptists are all over the nation. So only towards the end, we find that when people like Orpah and Boaz and Ruth make choices, it has life eternal consequences. Likewise, uh, Boaz is contrasted with the nearer kinsman, 
whose name was not even mentioned. This mirror kinsman had that heritage to choose Ruth, but he, he realized and he made his calculation. Boaz says, if you marry Ruth, it will cost you money. You have to, in those Jewish culture, culture, you have to take care of the descendants. And he was thinking of this land of his that's to be shared with Ruth, a Moabite woman. But Boaz, out of his generosity, find himself as an instrument of blessings and of the kingdom of God. So friends, let's close our time as we reflect on the story of Ruth. May I invite you uh, to bring your own story. Has there been chances of life? Are there those signs of God's providence in giving you the talents? But often, we need to make those risky choices. Not material choices, but choices that lay into the kingdom of heaven. May this place, in the next few years, the new building will be a blessing for the nations, as well as, as the nations now come to Pearly Drive community. We will continue to find ourselves, though we are ordinary people, we celebrate an extraordinary God. Let us pray. Seek first God's kingdom, and all these things shall be added unto you. Thank you, Lord, that we are ordinary people. By ourselves, the world will not look at us as accomplishing much. And yet, Lord, you have blessed us. Some of us, you have brought our ancestors from other nations. Here for such a time as this, in the lives of UK, social and spiritual lives, May we be that channels of blessings. We pray with the eyes of faith for the leadership and the community of Pearly Baptist Church. As we erect new buildings, that these new buildings will be a channel of blessings that bless many folks, that we true will relieve the story of ordinary lives for an extraordinary God. Praise you. Thank you. For we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.